Good evening and welcome to Sunday Night Local. It's great to be here with you. Great to see you again. Um, I'm just going to... I'm starting a little bit early tonight because I am waiting for Elliot to come and tell me if the sound and the picture is okay. Uh, we record this on our phones and in the past I've had a few issues. Um, some people say it's because it's not an Apple phone. I don't agree. I think my Google Pixel 3XL is perfectly adequate. However, um, we have had a few issues with uh, some of the apps not liking the microphone that we use. So the purpose of this little moment now is just to make sure the sound is actually working properly. So any minute now, my son Elliot is going to come out here and give me the thumbs up if it's working properly or thumbs down if it's not. And if it's thumbs down, what we're going to do, we're going to stop and we're going to start again. Um, so please bear with us. Um, right, so I'm just going to waffle for a couple of minutes till I get the thumbs up and I can kind of start properly when it's, uh, when it's time to do so. So hopefully, um, any minute now, you will come and let me know what's happening. So I hope everyone is well. I hope everyone is having a nice weekend here he comes how is it mate it's like it's i think the actual um sounds fine but i think the quality's a bit every now and again it was a bit glitchy the but... picture okay well we'll go with it thank you you can hear it okay well that's good we can hear it yay thank you see you later can you close that door thanks mate right so off to a good start we can hear um Apparently the picture may be a bit glitchy, so uh, not a lot I can do about that, to be honest. Um, I'm hoping that um, maybe that's just the camera, maybe it's uh, the internet connection, whatever it is, we're just going to go with it now. Okay, so um, it is now 8 o'clock, and welcome to Sunday Night Local. If you're just joining us, um, we were just taking a couple of minutes just to make sure my, my sound and my picture was working okay. So, um, this evening... Uh, I'm going to be sharing the Word of God, and uh, then next week we are going back to uh, doing Sunday Night Local in person, as well as live online. And what would really bless me, what would really be a wonderful thing, is if as many of us as possible were able to come together for Sunday Night Local in person. Not for the sake of it, but for the sake of doing what we're allowed to do, able to do, during this time when there's a lot of things that we can't do. One thing we can do is gather, um, we can uh, worship, although at the moment we can't sing, uh, we can be in a room filled with worship, distraction free, uh, where we tune into what God's doing uh, in our hearts and where we hear the word of God, distraction free. And I'm looking forward to that next Sunday night, but tonight this is our last um, Just Live Online. But like I say, next week we'll go uh, in person and live online as well. So last week we had Refocus, which was our um, gathering about um, what uh, we're doing as a church at this time. So Pastor Andy and Gina shared, um, I was there with them as well, live in the upper room. And uh, we said hi to the other congregational pastors too, and just shared about uh, the direction that we really sense God's taken us in at this time and really nothing has changed since the very start of the year 
when um, we felt uh, the prompting of God to do two things and one was to uh, to connect well um, to be a, a church family that is really really well connected and the other one was to um, be people that go into the harvest field and indeed uh, we uh, have continued to speak about that as well this year we think that probably God was getting us ready for what was coming over the last mm, eight months wow eight months we are just about to step into December, the final month of 2020. And uh, we are praying and believing that next year is going to be a good and a fruitful and a wonderful and a blessed year. So let's stand together. In fact, uh, one thing that we are going to do at the start of next year, for the first 21 days of 2021, we are going to have a time of prayer and fasting. We're going to call a fast and really dedicate our hearts, our lives, our church to Jesus at the very start of next year for the first 21 days. And we'd love you to be a part of that. So we'll give you more information about what's going to be happening exactly with that in the near future. Uh, so what else has been going on? Well, um, we've had a month of, of lockdown again, haven't we? But during that month, um, we have seen growth in, in so many areas and, and two of those areas are and I mentioned this last Sunday our food bank and our baby basics ministry now these are not the only things that we're doing um, and there's a whole load of other stuff going on it's absolutely amazing but in terms of community work these two things have just grown and grown and grown and um, we I think we fed around 70 to 80 families last week some of these are, are huge families uh that we're feeding and um what a privilege it is to be able to to stand in the gap to meet that need i believe that we're called to do that as god's family and also um baby basics we've had just so many referrals over this last uh, month already um clothing packages moses baskets filled with gifts for mothers and their babies um cots, prams, you name it, we have provided it and, and that is just going from strength to strength and so once again a big shout out to Annie, to Di, to all the team, there's so many, there's dozens of people involved in making all this happen, thank you to all the drivers who have given up their time, um, often on Thursday mornings and other times during the week with Baby Basics uh, to deliver food, to deliver the items that we have to deliver so it's good. God is working and, and we're really excited about what's next. Um, we really sense a, a change in season. We sense that God is calling us to a, a closer walk with him. We sense that the changes that we've experienced, that God's been involved with all of that stuff. And so um, when I speak tonight, I, I want to just speak with some of that in mind. And what I'm going to be talking about tonight is the church as a tree. Now over the last 10 weeks, uh, and then we had refocus last week, now the 10 weeks prior to that we taught on the fruit of the Holy Spirit. We did week one was introduction and then we took one fruit each week, or one aspect of the fruit each week for the, for the other nine weeks. And um, it was absolutely brilliant uh, being a part of, of, of that teaching series that we've done. And um, we've spoken about basically about our lives being like trees and individually there is an expectation that we should bear fruit um, on our lives 
and um, and that's the purpose that we have. God's called us to be fruit bearers. Um, Jesus said, "By their fruit you will know them." So when you look at a Christian, um, if they have got the gift of the gab, um, you know they're all mouth, maybe no trousers. Um, then it's easy to see, isn't it? Because you can see that that according to the fruit in a person's life is where they're at, and um, the fruit of the Holy Spirit is simply the revealing of the character of Christ in our lives. And it's revealed not in our own efforts, not in our own strength, but because of the inner change that has happened, that has taken place when we're born again by the work of the Holy Spirit. We're brought to a place of, of um, spiritual restoration where we're made whole in God spiritually. And so everything we need in order to display the character of God is put within us that moment that we receive Christ. Now, it says in Jeremiah 17, verses 7 and 8, it says, Blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord and whose hope is in the Lord, for he shall be like a tree that is planted by the waters, which spreads out its, out its roots by the river, and will not fear when heat comes, but its leaf will be green, and it will not be anxious in the year of drought, nor will it cease from yielding fruit. And that's what God wants us to be like. Um, Psalm 1 speaks about that tree that's planted by the waters. How do we come like, become like that tree? We meditate on the word of God. We have a relationship with God. And the life of God fills the branches of these trees. And we display the fruit of God's spirit in our lives. And that's what God has called us all to do. To display the, his fruit in our lives. So before I continue on, I'm just going to pray and we're going to talk about the church tonight. The church as a tree that God has purposed to display fruit. Let's pray. Father, I thank you for this opportunity this evening to speak, uh, to, to share your word, to, to teach what your Bible, what your word says about being a tree, about your church, about what you've called us to do. And I pray, Father, that as I speak tonight, you just give me clarity of speech. You give the the listeners um, just a hearing ear, Father God, that we would hear what you are saying. Not what I'm saying, but what you're saying through me, Lord, I pray. In Jesus' name. Amen. Wonderful. So, we're going to look at the church as a tree that has the purpose of bearing Good fruit. Now we're going to read from John chapter 15 verses 1 to 8 so please turn your Bibles to that. We're reading from the New King James Version and when we read this passage from John 15 think about what Jesus is saying. Um, think about the tree that is the local church. So a local church is simply a congregation of God's worldwide church put in a local place right? That's what I'm talking about. Now Jesus is the tree trunk and the believers you and me we're the branches on that tree trunk and we make uh, that tree the church okay so John 15 verses 1 to 8 Jesus says I am the vine and my father is the vine dresser every branch in me that does not bear fruit he takes away and every branch that bears fruit he prunes that it may bear more fruit you're already clean because of the word that I've spoken to you abide in me and I in you as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit. For without me you can do nothing. 
If anyone does not abide in me, he is cast out as a branch and is withered, and they gather them and throw them into the fire, and they are burned. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, you will ask what you desire, and it shall be done for you. By this my Father is glorified, that you bear much fruit, so you will be my disciples. So what I'm going to do tonight, I'm just going to take each verse of that passage, verse by verse, and just speak about what Jesus is saying. So let's look at verse 1. He says, I am the vine, and my Father is the vine dresser. So Jesus is the vine, or the tree trunk, and the Father is the vine dresser, or the gardener. And uh, my picture is this, that I mean, every single believer is like a tree in their own right, but tonight I'm talking about the local church being a tree. And every local church, every congregation of God's global church is like a tree in the garden of God. And Jesus is the tree trunk of every one of those trees. And the Father is the gardener that walks throughout his garden, um, who is taking away branches, who is pruning those trees. And we're going to look at all of that tonight. So this is a wonderful picture, isn't it? The church as a tree. Now, the tree, like I said just now, is made up of Jesus, the trunk, and the believers, you and I, as the branches. The trunk is the centre of the tree, and the branches only make sense because they're attached to the trunk. That's how they become uh, fruitful in any way at all, is because they're attached to the trunk. And it reminds me of another picture of the church. The church being... Uh, like a, a temple, a living temple, uh, which which a temple is the house of God, of course, the dwelling place of God. And the temple is um, made up of Jesus, the cornerstone, and then we, are the believers, are the living stones. Now, without the cornerstone, the other stones, the capstone, the other stones would not make any sense. It also reminds me of another picture of the church, the church as, as a body, with Jesus as the head, and believers as members of the body, together making up the body of Christ, the church. Without the head, the members of the body would make no sense at all and have no ability to uh, do what they are called to do at all because it's the head that gives the instructions. And this picture of the tree, remember Jesus is the trunk. He is the very centre of what the church is and we the believers make sense because we're attached to him we have purpose because we're attached to him we become fruitful because we're attached to jesus so that tells us something doesn't it we've got to stay well attached to jesus so remember that jesus is the center it's in him that we live and we move and we have our being as it says in acts 17 verse 28 now i believe that god is calling us as a church i'm speaking this prophetically now i believe that god is calling us as a church and as the portsmouth congregation of family church at this time to make sure jesus is right at the center of everything we do it's really really important to the father that jesus is the tree trunk that he is right at the center of everything we're doing now the father is the gardener he's the vine dresser and he has authority over every tree that is in his garden. So that's speaking again of us individually as trees. God has authority over our lives. We're in his garden. We're his possession. But also the tree is the local church. God has authority over his church. The Father has authority. And when you and I, when we put our faith in Christ, for me, when I was 10 years old, we became branches 
of that tree. We became connected to the trunk. And uh, Jesus was, and he always will be, submitted wholly to the Father. And so because we're connected to him, we are now submitted to the Father. And the best way to live the Christian life is to be submitted to the Father. When we're not submitted to the Father, when we're not submitted to Father God, um, we're kicking against what we're called to be and, and what we're naturally um, meant to be. Because we are in Christ, we are in the one who is utterly submitted to the Father, as we know. So we're part of a tree that is the Father's property and the Father has authority over this tree. And the sooner we learn that, the better. It's one of the biggest lessons to learn in the Christian life is, is surrender, is submission to the Father. A healthy tree has branches that are fully submitted to the gardener just as the tree trunk is fully submitted to the gardener. So stop fighting against the gardener's work in your life. The gardener wants to get his hands on your life and he wants to do his work. He wants to prune um, and he wants to make sure that you're going to be a fruitful branch. So stop running away from that. Stop resisting that. Um, and, and let's be submitted to the work of the, the Father in our lives. He wants to make us fruitful. He wants to get his hands on us, every tree. And I'm speaking about the local church. Let's let God get his hands on the church, on this congregation of family church, on family church as a whole. Let's let God get his hands on us. There are two main ways that the Father does this. One thing he does, he, he takes away branches that are unfruitful. He takes them away. And we'll look at that in a minute. And the second thing the Father does is that he prunes the branches that are bearing fruit. So there's no escaping um, this painful work um, of the Father. Either a branch is taken away or it's pruned. Um, either way, there, there is um, this element of, of cutting, of ripping. Um, but the purpose of it is that the tree is a fruitful tree. So, verse 2, Jesus says, Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. Let's look at this. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. So we're talking about the church, Jesus the trunk, us believers as the branches. And we're specific, specifically talking about family church tonight. We're talking about the local church that we call family church. If there are branches that aren't producing fruit, the father takes them away. Sometimes a branch is in the wrong place. It was in the right place once, but now it's in the wrong place. It doesn't mean that it will never bear fruit again. And we're going to compare this with what we're going to look at in verse 6 later on. So we're not talking about branches that are disconnected from the tree trunk. We're talking about branches that are just not bearing fruit at this time. And what the Father does with those branches, he takes them away. And it doesn't. It, it, what, what this means is that simply they're not bearing fruit in their current position on this tree trunk. So let's look at that. Perhaps God wants to take these branches away and attach them to another tree, perhaps another local church, so that they can start to bear fruit again. They're all his trees, they're all in his garden, and perhaps God wants to do that. And if it's something that God wants to do, as uncomfortable it is, as it is sometimes, we shouldn't be trying to stop him. Now, I don't have a problem with the father moving a branch from one tree, from our tree, to another tree, 
if it means that that branch will become fruitful. That, that would be my prayer for every believer, every branch, is that we would be fruitful branches. However, I do have a problem with branches that move themselves from tree to tree. Now, some branches do this because the branch, because the tree next door looks more fun. Some branches move themselves from the tree that they're on to another tree because they think they'll be more celebrated if they join that tree over there. They'll think they'll have more opportunities. Some branches move themselves from the tree that they're on to another tree because they think there won't be quite as much expectation or challenge on them um, to bear fruit uh, on that other tree. And one thing that we're unashamed of in family churches is putting an expectation on the branches, on the believers, because we have been called to make disciples, we've been called to go into all the world and preach the gospel, and that is is one of our core values, is that we're a people who go into the field to bring the good news, to bring in the harvest. Perhaps some, a branch wants to move off, as, off of this tree because they've fallen out with the branch next to them, or above or below them. Perhaps that branch has grown bigger than them and they feel like overshadowed by it or something like that. Well, that's not a good reason to, to move off the tree. If the Father's not moving you, don't, don't try and move. Perhaps um, a branch wants to move off of our tree because they're not prepared to, um, to put the effort into sorting out their differences with one of the other branches on the tree. Perhaps they don't like what the Father's doing to the tree that they're uh, in, on the tree that they're attached to. Perhaps it's just they're uncomfortable with it. But again, I would say to anyone that's feeling uncomfortable on this tree, don't move unless the Father moves you. And don't just say, God told me. GTM, as Pastor Andy says. Because um, did the Father actually tell you? Let the Father do the work. Let's not um, do the work for him. So my prayer for family church is that every branch that the Father wants to take away so that those branches become more fruitful would indeed be taken away. And every branch that the Father wants to remain on this tree and bear more fruit as part of the tree would indeed remain. Um, I believe that, that God's at work on our tree and that any branches that are removed are actually going to make space for new branches uh, that are going to become incredibly fruitful and that overall the tree that is family church is going to become more fruitful. I believe God's about to graft in new branches into this tree. I'm speaking again prophetically. I really do believe that. I, I believe that there's been... Um, God, God is moving things. God's adjusting things so that this tree, family church, can be the most fruitful it could possibly be. So God's going to graft in new branches, branches that will bear fruit when they're part of this tree. Now many of the branches that God's going to graft into this tree are brand new branches that have um, been taken off of the, the wild olive tree, um, which is effectively uh, unbelievers, the world, and grafted in to this cultivated olive tree which is the church of Jesus Christ. Romans 11 speaks about this. There's a lot more to it than that. Um, other branches that are going to be grafted into this tree are going to be well-established branches that come from other trees 
that are very fruitful, other trees around us that are very fruitful, and they're going to be taken from those trees because that has become not their best place for bearing fruit, and they'll be grafted in to family church. And that's exciting. I'm really excited about what's about to happen. Um, and really sense that God's in this season and in any of the changes that, that are taking place at, at the moment. And, you know, there's, there's not, not everything is changing, but there's been um, and, and will be some significant changes. And I'm well up for that. God, do whatever you want to do, as long as it's God that's doing it. And that's our responsibility. We don't just get up and move ourselves. God does that. Now, verse 2 then goes on to say, Every branch that bears fruit, he prunes that it may bear more fruit. So none of us can avoid the Father's handiwork. He will either take us away if we're not being fruitful, or he will prune us. If we're fruitful branches, you're in for a pruning, a cutting back. So if you're a branch that is fruitful, the Father wants to prune you so that you can bear more fruit. That's the point of pruning. To remove anything that's become dead or diseased to make space for new growth. Um, just like the removal of branches from, from the tree, that is the local church, the pruning process for indi individual branches can sometimes be quite an uncomfortable process. Yet it's a process that we commit to simply by joining ourselves to Jesus, by being a part of this tree. So have a think about your own life, not someone else's life. Have a think about your own life. What uh, parts of your branch may be dead or diseased uh, that your father perhaps wants to remove? Perhaps there's areas in your life that were once very fruitful, where it was easy to produce fruit, where God's grace was all over it, but now that season seems to have lifted and it's a hard slog. That's always a sign that perhaps that's not where God's working right now. So this may be something that the Father needs to remove in order to make space for something new in your life. And again, that's exciting. If we just submit to the Father, let him get his hands on us, let him remove the stuff that perhaps was once fruitful, that perhaps has become dead or diseased or just isn't bearing fruit like it used to, let God take that away because there's new things that he wants to add to us. And that's all part of this picture at the moment as well. God is working on this tree not just taking branches away and adding branches in, but actually he's working on the branches themselves. And the best thing we can do, as I said at the very start, is submit to him. We're part of the one, the tr tree trunk, Jesus, who is utterly, totally and absolutely submitted to the Father. And that's the best thing that we can do. Let's join with what Jesus already is doing. Now, verse 3 says this. It says, you're already clean. Because of the word which I have spoken to you. So what does that mean? Well, Jesus is talking to those who believed in him. And he's saying to them that they were already clean, made righteous, when they received the words of the gospel, the good news. That's the point at which the Father took us from the wild olive tree and grafted us into the true vine, which is Jesus. Now our place on the tree, wherever, the, wherever on the tree we find ourselves... And, and that's an interesting thing, isn't it? You know, we're going to trust Father God that he's placed us exactly where he wants us on this tree. Just as when you look at the picture of the, the body of Christ and, you know, there's many members and, and you might be the, the toe and you might think that's not fair. But if that's where the Father's put you, that's absolutely the perfect place for you. 
Um, and it may not feel as glamorous as other parts of, of the body of Christ, but if that's where the Father put you, that's where he wants you to be. And the same with the branches. God knows what he's doing. If he put you uh, low down um, and you're a big supporting branch that people can swing on and uh, just, uh, you know, just kind of shelter under, then that's where you're meant to be. If you're one of the glamorous ones at the top that, you know, from a distance everyone can see that branch, well, great, that, that's where God placed you. And, and, you know, we've got to be okay with that. Some branches are more seen than others, and that's okay. Um, it's not due to anything that we've achieved in our own ability. It's just where God's placed us. It's simply because we put our faith in Jesus. He cleansed us. He made us righteous. We were grafted into the tree that is Jesus, became part of his church, and uh, and, and we became chosen by God simply by choosing Jesus. Um, you know, we, we read in the Bible about God's chosen people. We're part of God's chosen and we became his chosen by choosing him. And that's a wonderful thing, isn't it? So in the same way, our ability to um, bear fruit is, is not of ourselves. It's all about the grace of God. The fact that we became a branch in the first place, that we were placed on this tree, it's all about the grace of God. And our ability to bear fruit, it's not about ourselves. As we've looked at, at in the last few weeks, it's not about us trying harder, it's about us submitting more. It's about us surrendering to the work of the Holy Spirit from the inside out of our lives. Um, it's about the grace of God. It's about the flow of the Holy Spirit um, into our lives. And if you think about that picture, Jesus, the tree trunk, we're the branches. The life of the trunk flows into the branches and that's what produces the fruit on the tree. All we have to do is remain in him, remain connected to him and make sure there's no blockages to the flowing of his spirit into our lives. I really believe that humility releases the, um, the grace of God all over our lives and releases the flow of God's spirit into our lives. Humility. The greatest grace blocker is pride. Pride says, I can do this in my own ability, in my own strength. And it takes us down the path of works rather than us saying, God, I can do nothing without you. I need you. And as we say that and as we live that way and as that's our heart, then that opens the gates of the branch to the flow of God's spirit and his grace into our lives. Now, the problem the Galatian church had is that they started off in the spirit. They simply put their faith in Christ who saved them, who cleansed them, made them righteous and they became branches on the tree that is Jesus. Um, yet uh, they, they ended up in this place of, of works and this mentality of, of achieve, achieve, do, do, do. And Galatians 3 verses 2 to 3, Paul writes this to the Galatian church. He says, this only, this only I want to learn from you. Did you receive the Spirit, the Holy Spirit, by the works of the law or by the hearing of faith? And of course, they would have answered, well, by the hearing of faith. That's how we receive the Holy Spirit. And then he says to them, are you so foolish? Having begun in the Spirit, are you now being made perfect by the flesh? And the answer is, no. No, we must remain in the Spirit. We cannot be made perfect by the flesh. 
we cannot be made perfect by our works. And when Paul's talking about being made perfect, he's, being, he's talking about being made mature, being prepared for the return of Christ. Um, that's what he's talking about to the Galatian church. What he's saying to them is, right, so you believed and you were saved by the grace of God. Now keep believing and the, the flow of God's grace, the spirit of grace into your life will keep enabling you to be everything that God's called you to be. Okay, I've got to speed up a bit. Verse 4, 4 out of 8, although the, the last few are a little bit quicker. Jesus says, Abide in me and I in you, as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. Okay? So, abide in me and I in you, as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. So we've got to remain connected to the vine in order for the life of the vine to flow into our branches so that we can produce fruit. Now we're talking about the tree being the local church. The believers are the branches, Jesus is the tree trunk. And as a local church, if we're going to be fruitful, as fruitful as God wants us to be, then we've all got to ensure that every one of our branches are well connected to the trunk. Now is that the trunk's responsibility? No. Am I as a branch responsible for that branch over there? No, although there, there is an element of responsibility that we all have for each other. I'm responsible for me. I've got to make sure that this branch is well connected to the vine. That we're, all of us, we're committed to our relationship with Jesus and the flow of his spirit into our lives so that we're walking. So, so in practical terms, this is about being deliberate about our relationship with God. Studying the Bible, worshipping, praying. And being filled with the Holy Spirit and keeping a humble heart so that God, by his spirit, can flow into our lives. Our strong connection to Jesus will make us strong trees that stand in this world in the midst of the storms of this world. We will withstand the storms as a local church. We will withstand the storms that are currently going on in this world because the branches remain well connected to the vine. So let me encourage you. Be a branch that's well connected to the vine. If you need to step up in any particular area of your Christian life, I, I don't know what that means for you. I know what it means for me, but I don't know what it means for you. Let's make the commitment that we're going to step up in, in our walk with God, that we're going to continue to grow in our relationship with Jesus. So verse 5 says this, Jesus says, I am the vine, you are the branches. Have you got that yet? Jesus is the vine, we're the branches. He who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit. For without me you can do nothing. This really is a summary of what we've just said. Uh, Jesus was good at that. He, he always came back to the main point. He kept the main point, the main point. And the main point is this, that we are called to bear fruit as a local church. Um, as an expression of God's global church in this locality, we are called to bear fruit. Just as believers, we're called to bear fruit. As a church, we're called to display the character of Christ. We're called to reveal God to our community, to our city. And the other main point here is that without Jesus, we can do nothing. Nothing. We can do nothing without abiding in him and him abiding in us by his spirit. He must be at the very centre of who we are as individuals and as a local church. It's because of our connection to Jesus, the tree trunk, 
that these branches can be fruitful. If we become disconnected, these branches will stop being fruitful altogether. And that's what verse 6 talks about. If anyone does not abide in me, verse 6, if anyone does not abide in me, he is cast out as a branch and is withered. And they gather them and throw them into the fire and they are burned. Woo! This is interesting, isn't it? It's not speaking of, of branches that are unfruitful. Although when a branch becomes disconnected, it will be completely unfruitful. But it's not speaking of the unfruitful branches that the Father takes away and moves. That's verse 2. It's speaking of branches that are disconnected from the vine, which results in the branches becoming withered. There is no longer a connection to the vine. There is no longer a flow of the Spirit of God into that branch. And these branches wither and ultimately they're thrown into the fire. It's speaking of those who no longer believe the words of the gospel, who have completely lost their connection with Jesus. Now, we want our tree, our local church, to be a healthy tree where there are no branches that are lost to the fire. So, what can we do about that? Well, let's look out for branches that seem to be coming disconnected. On a tree, you can normally see the branches that are struggling. They will be particularly unfruitful and there will be signs on the branches um, as they start to wither. And I think it's really important that we look out for one another, that uh, if you sense that a, a branch, a believer in your life may be becoming disconnected, then it's your responsibility to help them become reconnected to the vine. A sign of disconnection is a, a severe lack of fruit. Sometimes a lack of fruit means the branch is on the wrong tree and the father will take it and put it onto uh, another tree. But um, sometimes it's, it's simply because the branch has become disconnected and that's what we're talking about right now. Um, Jesus said, again, by their fruits you will know them. And we're, we're not called to judge one another. However, um, we can look at one another's lives and see whether there is fruit or not. And part of the purpose of that is so that we can help one another to bear fruit if we're not bearing fruit. It's not to judge, it's, it's to come alongside. And I think that's important that we actually, we do uh, come alongside those branches that are struggling to bear fruit and we help and we discern why that may be and we help them to become either reconnected or find their right place. Sometimes a branch um, is in one place on a tree and it just needs to be moved to another place on the tree, I think, in order to bear fruit properly. So there's lots of, lots of reasons for this, but let's be discerning and uh, be ready to act as the father, as the gardener wants us to. Verse 7, Jesus said this, he said, If you abide in me and my words abide in you, you will ask what you desire and it shall be done for you. Now, I, I love this verse. I, I think, wow, thank you, Jesus. Um, finally, some, some reward for being a branch on your tree. Um, and I'm not looking for reward. In fact, um, I think when you, you do anything for the reward, then you're doing it for the wrong reason. Um, I want to be a branch because that's what God's called me to be. I want to be a fruitful branch because that's what the Father wants me to be. I want to be pruned by the Father because that's what the Father wants to do. And if there's any reward, that's a great bonus. 
And But Jesus said this here, he said, If you abide in me and my words abide in you, you will ask what you desire and it shall be done for you. So one of the results of being a branch that is well connected to the vine and submitted is that um, we will see supernatural things happen. I believe that in the life of the individual believer. But actually when we're a tree with a whole load of branches that are well connected and submitted to the handiwork of the Father, then we become a church uh, where we can ask what we desire and it will be done for us. We can open the floodgates to the supernatural of God as we all get on board with this. So it's important that we're all on board as branches of this tree. So again, humility is an important factor. The flow of God's word and his spirit into our lives is an important factor. And when the word of God is flowing into our lives and the Holy Spirit is flowing into our lives as branches, then it aligns us with the will of Jesus. Whatever the, is going on in the trunk is then also going on in our lives. And it aligns us with his desires. And so his desires become our desires. And so when we ask what we desire, we're actually asking what he desires in our lives. Does that make sense? It's like the, the oxen in Matthew uh, 11, um, where um, the young oxen, the immature oxen, is yoked to the old oxen. They're yoked together. And the purpose of that is so that the young one can learn. And, um, and and that's the same with the branch. We're connected to the vine. And the way that we will become everything that God wants us to be is with humility. And, and that's the picture of the oxen in Matthew 11 as well. Psalm 37 verses 3 and 4 says this. It says, trust in the Lord and do good. Dwell in the land and feed on his faithfulness. Delight yourself also in the Lord, and he shall give you the desires of your heart. Isn't that wonderful? Delight yourself in the Lord, and he shall give you the desires of your heart. Now, when it says delight yourself in the Lord, I just see the branch just enjoying being a branch that's attached to the tree trunk with the life of God, the word of God flowing into that branch. So the desires of the tree trunk now become the desires of the branch, and it says that he shall give you the desires of your heart. So when we ask of God, we're asking according to his will, aren't we? Um, and I love that. You can read that two ways. He shall give you the desires of your heart, as in he puts them in there. Or he shall give you the desires of, of your heart, as in he will fulfill the desires that are in your heart. I think it means both. So this applies to us as a local church, as well as individual believers. As we all cling to him, to Jesus, to the vine, to the tree trunk. And humbly receive his word and his spirit into our lives. We will be a church that sees amazing supernatural things happen. When we pray, we will see walls come down. We'll see prison doors opened. We'll see mountains moved and giants slayed. Why? Because we're branches that are well connected to the vine and submitted to the flow of the life of God through the vine and into our lives. 1 John 5 verses 14 and 15. 1 John 5 14 and 15 says this. Now this is the confidence that we have in him. That if we ask anything according to his will he will hear us. And if we know that he hears us. Whatever we ask we know that we have the petitions that we've asked of him. Wow. If we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears us, 
Whatever we ask, we know that we have the petitions that we have asked of him. Last verse, just to wrap this up. Verse 8. By this my Father is glorified, that you bear much fruit, so you will be my disciples. So producing fruit is what true disciples or followers of Jesus do. And when we produce fruit as a tree, as a local church, it glorifies the Father because it reveals who the Father is to the world around us. That's the purpose of producing fruit. When we're true disciples, we'll be a fruitful church. True disciples, Jesus described true disciples in uh, Luke 9.23. He said, um, if anyone desires to come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me. So a true disciple is basically one who is committed to following Jesus wholeheartedly in a sacrificial complete and absolute and submitted way that's what a true disciple is and we're the, when we're those true disciples we will be branches that bear much fruit we will be branches that glorify the father because of the fruit that we're bearing because the world will see the fruit on these branches and it will desire that fruit people will see this delicious juicy fruit on these branches and they will want some of that fruit they will see these luscious green leaves on the tree and they just will be drawn to this tree called the church and when they're drawn to the church they're drawn to Jesus and when they're drawn to Jesus they're drawn to the Father and we'll be a church that glorifies God as we're a fruit bearing church how do we become that we become those disciples we become those submitted um, surrendered branches on the tree that Jesus wants. I just want to leave you with this verse from Ezekiel 47 and this is this chapter is the chapter that speaks about the temple the glorious temple and uh, that this river flows out of the temple and um, and alongside the river grow these trees and it says this of these trees. So it says in Ezekiel 47 verse 12. Along the bank of the river on this side and that will grow all kinds of trees used for food. So perhaps that's speaking of, of the global church in all of its localities. Will grow all kinds of trees used for food. Perhaps it's talking about the individual believers as well. Their leaves will not wither. Their fruit will not fail. They will bear fruit every month because their water flows from the sanctuary their fruit will be for food and their leaves for medicine and that's what God wants his church to be um, every one of us all the local churches all the trees all the believers God wants us to be a fruitful people and the world will see the fruit on our lives they will see the leaves on our lives and the fruit on our lives will be food for the world people will come and they will taste and see that the Lord is good and the leaves on our lives will be medicine. People will come to Jesus and they will experience the healing power of God. And we are believing for more of God's supernatural, Holy Spirit, life-changing power in the church and through the church in the days to come. And I know that you are on board with that. I know that you want to be part of that. So let's be those trees. Uh, let's be those branches as a part of this tree who are fully submitted to, um, to the vine fully submitted to the work of the Father. If the Father wants to take you and move you, let him do that. Don't do it yourself. 
and if the father wants to prune you let him do that amen let's pray father thank you for your word and thank you father that we would be uh, a tree as a church we would be a tree that glorifies you that bears much fruit that is tasty to the world around us that brings healing and life to all of those who would come to this tree thank you father for all that is ahead we commit our lives to you we commit this coming week to you and we thank you jesus that as we submit to you as we surrender to you lord you would just work in our lives like we've never seen before in jesus name i pray amen that's it for sunday night local don't forget next week eight o'clock We'll be back on Sunday Night Local live online again, but also we'd love you to come to Sunday Night Local in person, which will be from doors open at 7.20, starts at 7.30 at the Empower Centre. You have to book in and we'll send details about all that this week. God bless you.